revitalizing the talk. Right after the First World War, I was in London working with Lovell Thomas, who was giving a series of brilliant lectures on Allenby and Lawrence of Arabia to packed houses. One Sunday, I wandered into Hyde Park to the spot near Marble Arch entrance where speakers of every creed, color, and political and religious persuasion are allowed to hear their views without interference from the law. For a while, I listened to a Catholic explaining the doctrine of the infallibility of the Pope. Then I moved to the fringes of another crowd intent upon what a socialist had to say about Karl Marx. I strolled over to a third speaker who was explaining why it was right and proper for a man to have four wives. Then I moved away and looked back at the three groups. Would you believe it? The man who was talking about polygamy had the fewest number of people listening to him. There was only a handful. The crowds around the other two speakers were growing larger by the minute. I asked myself, why? Was it the disparity of topics? I don't think so. The explanation I saw as I watched was to be found the speakers themselves. The fellow who was talking about the advantages of having four wives didn't seem to be interested in having four wives himself. But the other two speakers, talking from almost diametrically opposed points of view, were wrapped up in their subjects. They talked with life and spirit. Their arms moved in impassioned gestures. Their voices rang with conviction. They radiated earnestness and animation. Vitality, aliveness, enthusiasm. These are the first qualities I have always considered essential in a speaker. People cluster around the energetic speaker like wild turkeys around a field of autumn wheat. How do you acquire this vital delivery that will keep the attention of your audience? In the course of this chapter, I will give you three sovereign ways to help you put enthusiasm and excitement into your speaking.